0: Does anybody else love that last line, right? We've got this big, long, eloquent, you know, talking about stuff. And then Jesus was like, run away and hide. I think it's pretty cool. So anyway, obviously we've reached Easter, the most important day in the Christian calendar. Um, and uh, I don't know if you guys noticed. It was a little subtle, but uh, this isn't the typical Easter passage. Don't know if you've noticed. Um, it's a little different. It's, it's not the familiar one we've grown accustomed to, this story. Um, our passage today is from the Gospel of John, and uh, which, as you may have been able to tell, is often considered the spiritual gospel, the most spiritual gospel, it, It's meaning basically it's hard to understand. Um, but when you dig into it, this week's passage has has a lot of riches buried in it. And so in it, we've got... The, the Apostle John, the Gospel writer, paints this portrait of Jesus, right, who's reflecting on his impending death. And so Jesus talks about this grain of wheat and how when it's alive and whatnot, it's just, you know, it's tiny. It's just this little solitary grain. It's inconsequential, right? But then when it dies... That is, right, when it's cut off from its life source, the roots, and it falls to the ground and is buried under the soil, when it dies, it multiplies many times over, producing wheat all over the place, much more than its little grain started with. And friends, we see this as well in our world. I mean, this transition from death to life, And so, I mean, friends, at this moment in history, in our context, do we not see death all over the place, right? In our society, in our, in our country. We, we see the meteoric rise of extreme weather events disrupting and ending lives in unprecedented magnitude, right? We see the visible resurgence, both globally and within our own country, of white supremacy and Nazism. We see our own denomination causing harm to and denying the full humanity of LGBTQ persons. We see ourselves and our, per, our, our neighbors retracting into protectionism and focusing just like on our own gains rather than caring for the common good or for the most vulnerable in society. We, we see the utter breakdown of social institutions and, and entrenched polarization that's happening in our society. Friends do we not see death around us? Is there not death in our world? And yet, the most basic core of the gospel, what we remember on every Easter Sunday, is that death does not have the last word. That's not the end of the story. Even when all looks lost, There is hope. Those who cling to their lives lose them, Jesus says. But those who give up their life for another will end up keeping it. And then Jesus puts that into practice through his own death. And the thing is, he's scared, right? He says it himself. He says it right in the passage. But he's willing to live into that which he was called to do. And that, living into your calling in life, however challenging it might be, that is what Jesus also calls his followers to do. To live as people whose existence and lives are directed by their relationship with God. And to my taste, at least, this passage suggests something beyond just suggesting or predicting, rather, Jesus' death but rather it points us to something, to something true in the human experience, something that resonates way beyond just this one historical event in the ancient world. But instead, Jesus points us to a paradox that we see around us as well. It is in clinging to something that you f- lose it, and in losing something that you find it. I mean, have you ever seen anybody when they love something so much that they just hold on to it so tightly, right? It just squeezes all the life out of it, and they, they just, they're terrified to let it go, and so they grab it as tightly as they can so it doesn't get away, and then they just end up smothering it, right? Have you ever seen that? It's no longer life for them, but death, because of holding on so tightly. It's this paradox that Jesus is pointing us to that, that of how so often it's the very giving up of that which is so important to you, out of which life emerges. And so, you know, uh, sometimes this literally takes place, right? I mean, so if you think of Martin Luther King Jr., right? Obviously giving up his life for. The bringing life into the world but especially in our context in 21st century America chances are pretty good that's not our context we're not facing that kind of thing it's not a scenario most of us run into rather in our context we might for example lose our lives to find it through the quelling of our ego through giving of ourselves and service to others even when it's not in our interest it's in that very place of unself-centeredness that we end up finding life. And is this not what we're talking about on Easter? Is this not what we're talking about on Easter? We're talking about resurrection. We're talking about that which has been dead, unexpectedly returning to life, that which we presume we gave up, ending up bringing in life for us and for the world. The fundamental story of the gospel is that the forces of death and evil that we see around us is not the end of the story. Because in death, in giving it up, we find it. In death there is resurrection. So, this Easter season, May you find where God is calling you to be at work in the world. May you seek to be faithful to that call, even when it is inconvenient or painful. And may you live into that resurrection that tells us that evil and death do not have the last word. May it be so.